So we will be back here for the next episode. My name is Matt Davis. I'm the Marketing Community Manager here at Orc Digital, joined by my partner in crime as always. My name is Matthew Walker, sound designer, music designer. At one point, I might make the decision to introduce those job titles in another order. Don't know. Another Seems to roll. What, well, as in like... As what? in like designer sound, oh, right, designer I music. I thought you were just going to try and change your job title or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the thing in the in the Oroch office. I remember being in once a while ago, and I think Thomas said something about like... um. Uh, ninja, assassin, Cthulhu, cultist, right. manager, or something. As a job know. title. As a job title. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was that. Right. There was banter around the office about um, who's got the most interesting or, or how elaborate can you make a job title. Well, I was going to say, uh, that's very interesting you mentioned that, actually, <laughs> because uh, recently, as you know, Mars Horizon Blast Off is currently ongoing. It's mm-hmm. our big kickstart that we're doing at the moment. Mm-hmm. And one of the things you may also know about it is we did a lot of work uh, in the pre-stages before this with the UK Space Agency yeah. and with a, another potential space agency, Information to Come Soon. That's a little bit of a drop there. <laughs> uh, but when we were talking to the UK Space Agency, they've been really had in like giving us some of their information about people that they can speak to on, you know, about uh, various Bits of, so Andrew Koo, who I believe you interviewed before for a really yeah, early yeah. episode of this podcast. Really lovely guy. Uh, really nice bloke. And he's been getting us in touch with loads of different people. So there's another guy we spoke to recently the other day, Andrew Ratcliffe. Now, I'm going to get his name horribly wrong, or his job title horribly wrong, but he has a very, very cool job title. He's like the head of space launch for the UK Space Agency or something like that. That's or chief, en- chief space launch engineer or something. And I, you're like, I, can't, I don't know how to digest that. It's cool. Like, like you, you know, you have like those sort of businesses that have like chief happiness officer or like, you know, <laughs> global operative of like enjoyment. You're just like. Just for the record, I've never met anyone with that job title, oh, but I want to meet them. You've not worked <laughs> in the public sector. <laughs> you, will, you will meet some some great titles. Let me say it that way. But, um, but yeah, looking at the job title, I was just like, that's a really cool job title to have. Like, you know, head of space. If you got yeah. head of space. And as long as you're not working in Ikea or something, I, think that's, I, think that's I am probably, the head of space yeah. in Ikea. <laughs> head of space in Ikea, then, then I think that's super cool. Nothing wrong with Ikea, though. <laughs> Interestingly, and mm. uh, this is a bit of trivia, and um, we will get onto our content. We, we always start each episode with a little bit of bants. <laughs> yeah. um, it kind of sets a, a nice, happy tone. I bumped into another Matt really? in Ikea right. only this past weekend. He probably hasn't even mentioned that. Um, he might be too embarrassed, but I'm happy to say um, I was there wandering through looking for blinds for my he uh, nurse. He did mention this. yes. Did he? This is one of our programmers who works here over at Orchard yeah. Still. Matt another Boney, Matthew, who, another one. It's, it's a, bit of a, a bit of a war between his and I email, but that's a debate well, for another time. I, I would like to join in on that war because um, I was the original Matt with Oroch yeah. going back a few years now and I didn't get the email. I was the third one to get an email and now I'm, I'm Matt Walker and I'm cool with that. I'm not cool with Matt Davis. Like M- M- Matt Bone, who is a wonderful program, very good at what he does, doesn't answer a single email. Like, so oh, like, man. I might, meanwhile, the marketing and community manager. You're here, emailing daily, uh, minutely, Mi- yeah, exactly, by the second. all the time. But that is, I will leave my rage for that for another time. Um, how are <laughs> anyway. you then, Matthew Walker? How's things? Well, I'm excited. Yeah, go on. Shall I tell you why? Please do. Because I've only gone on back to project. Which project? Mars Horizon colon blast off exclamation mark. I'm excited. Reason being, because mm. whenever I work on a project, um, 
and there's a Kickstarter campaign for it, absolutely I'm going to back it still because I'm a fan first and foremost. Yeah. And I'm look- having seen this thing, I've not had the chance to play it yet, but having seen it, and it ruddy excites me. It's a good game. And I've got this great shelf in my little office ah. uh, where I, I have all my little trophies and when I say trophies, they're not necessarily like a cup saying, you know, world's greatest composer or something. <laughs> but it, no, it'll be things I've worked on. And, and I yeah. look at that and I think that was a great project. I enjoyed that so much. And mm. it sits there on my little shelf. Yeah, yeah. And it's just a reminder of the progress that you made. Uh, when Mars Horizon Blastoff lands. Good work. Very good. Like um, it. That's going to sit happily on that shelf because I know it's going to be a decent sized box as well, which is going to look very pretty. It will, it yeah. will do. And I mean, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, it, it's getting to the very exciting stages now. So at present, we're about fifty percent in. When this comes out, we should be way further than that at this <laughs> point. Uh, but you know, it's it's going good guns. People yeah. are talking about it. People are getting interested. We've had interest from all over the world. Yeah. Uh, it's it's. If you haven't checked it out yet, you can go either on our website or at digital.com forward slash Mars Horizon Blastoff or you can go just onto the Kickstarter page and have a look for mm-hmm. Mars Horizon Blastoff and it will very pop up easy on to there. find very very, very easy to find, easy to find. Um, but oh, go on our Twitter feed because literally that's all it is at the moment <laughs> <laughs> this that and the podcast oh, so. honestly like you think we'd have a, a, a super energetic community <laughs> manager or whatnot. <laughs> you Jeez. do you do he's <laughs> just currently really focused on a really awesome card game so. <laughs> but, but it is cool it is very very cool but we aren't specifically just here to talk about the card so if you do you no. want to learn a little bit more about it? The last, if you are coming to this brand new, the last episode of the podcast was more of a deep dive and a have mm-hmm. a look into it. So if you want to learn any more, go check out the second episode. But we're here today mm-hmm. um, to go back in time. So, you know, is this the opportunity to implement some sort of back in time? The diddly do, diddly do, we're going to do that again. Yeah, oh, okay. that we again did that once before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we just have us doing it. Uh, I can't remember what it was for. Uh, we'll remind us. But but we're going to go back to the Global Games Jam. Yeah. Um, now, the reason we're going back to the Global Games Jam is because we had some very ambitious things to do, like a half an hour overview of, a, of, a, of an all-weekend <laughs> event, and that will be totally fine. And we discovered very quickly that mm. that's very difficult to do. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> so what we had to do was basically split the episode in two. But because we had Mars Horizon Blast stuff coming out, it made sense to put it in between it. So... We're now going to be going back into part two Mm -hmm. of Global Games Jam. Mm -hmm. Again, if you're coming to this brand new, the first episode of that is also available. So wherever you get your podcasts, just just go back and listen to all of them. That's probably the easiest (laughs) way. That's that's the best way to go. This is beginning to remind me of, um, there's a great episode of the uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. Mm. Um, I'm sure you've probably come across his content. He does uh, an episode um, and and kind of explores the content of the the Legend of Zelda series and right. how all those games link together as one <laughs> link. Co- Very good. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even see that one. Where but where he links together all these uh, all the cohesive timelines. Yeah. And it's mad. So you have like one game, then you have a sequel to it, then you have like a prequel, then you have a sequel to the prequel, then you have wow. like a sidestep to the sequel's prequel. Wow. And it's like like it's it I should be from that. like left to right, but it ends up being like left, right, back, up. Down, it's starting to sound like a classic code you put on your <laughs> control pad. Up, down, left, right, three buttons and start or something. Amazing. But yeah, our, our podcast is beginning to do that. <laughs> well, after this one, fortunately for everyone, we will be getting back onto a much more stable run of things. <laughs> uh, while Matthew Walker doesn't get eaten by bears in the Canadian wilderness. That's happening next which week. Which is your policy. Of, <sighs> uh, this is my one quest I've given you for the, in the next couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> but we'll have some really exciting stuff to talk about mm-hmm. soon. Very, very soon. Um, including some guests that aren't based in the Auroc office. 
Right. Yeah. So that will be very, very exciting. Well, I mean, I'm still excited by every guest that you, you get, yeah. you kind of lasso into the into the show. <laughs> even even though what we'd have to do is to start some sort of league table or tally to see yeah. who's appeared the most. Like, Currently, Tom is sitting right yeah, at the top. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> with about three or four appearances now, I think. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. So, well, I mean, this is the thing because the people that we're going to be, I, I, I can't say too much because we're still in discussion with them about yeah. sorting it out. But. Very, very excitingly, there will be some cool people coming in to talk to us about a very cool project we're doing very soon. Mm -hmm. And that's all I can say. Oh, so it will be, it, it is a bit of a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, so I guess what's the best thing to do now is maybe go back into Global Games Jam. We're going to go back into part two and then we'll see you guys at the end of the episode. We do the thing. The Okay, I've managed to grab Catherine, who's the head honcho of today. Um, I've spoken a little bit, uh, whilst actually, I'll start again, whilst, um, whilst Other Matt is away judging at the moment, like literally as we speak, he is crushing numbers and crushing people's hopes probably. Um, but I'm here with Catherine, who's the head honcho. Now, we, I've spoken a little bit to some of the participants about how, um, now that the pressure's off, everyone's kind of chatting, talking about their ideas and what they came up with in such a, a tight amount of time. That also applies to you, because you've been running around, you know, making sure everyone's happy, comfortable, making sure things are running smoothly. How, wh where are you at right now? Uh, well, I'm incredibly happy, to be honest. I'm, I'm just so, yeah, I've got that funny sense of relief, but also a bit of sadness as well, because it's all been over. I've just, yeah, it's been a really, really wonderful experience, and I already cannot wait till next year, really, um, to do it all over again. Is... Is that you saying here now on this episode, of uh, probably the opening episode of season two of this Arc Digital podcast, that's you saying, yes, I'm open, let's do another one next year? I am open, let's do it again, let's go for it, let's make it even better than it was this year. Um, yeah, I'm up for it, it's great. Well, that's amazing. Uh, that's an exclusive right there, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that, you're taking me by, by, by storm. Um, so you're right, I mean, as an event, I've taken part in a few of these um, Global Games Jams uh, and also a few of the Game Hacks um, uh, in, my, in my previous years, my previous life, um, and they are pressure cookers. And you mentioned just then about how, you know, it, you're, you're incredibly glad that it's kind of done, it's gone well, but also a little bit sad because, it, you know, it's, it's been a really pressurised experience. And, and in that time, you get to know people that you didn't know really, really well. Um, and you get to know their skill sets really well. And also, probably most importantly, you get to know what your limits are and how, how far you can push yourself. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Where do you think you've been stretched, where it was like quite a challenge, but you've come at the other end of it thinking, OK, I went to a different realm there. Let's talk about that. Um, so for me, I'm very, like, as a producer, I'm really, really used to being behind the scenes and kind of just making sure everything kind of potters on and kind of really shining a light on other people. But um, for me, the biggest thing has been, like, standing in front of people and just being like, hi, listen to me, I'm in charge of this, and, yeah, that kind of thing. I'm not a very good public speaker, so that kind of thing really, really freaks me out. But I did it, and it was okay, and everyone knew what I was on about, and everything went to time, and it's all good, but... Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> now, it's probably not the best thing, or, or maybe maybe you can't give your personal pick for uh, who you'd like to win, or, or, or maybe you could see win. But just, if you could single out one particular game, without saying that, okay, this is the one you want to win or whatever, but just something that did something, one of the teams that pulled something together that was 
you know, quite innovative for the time they had? Sure. Well, um, I've got two, so I'm going to break the rules already. I'm really, really sorry. But um, my favourite's on the screen right now. Uh, well, one of my favourites is on the screen right now, which is this home invasion game. It's got that that funny kind of raggedy speed of Overcooked. And I just absolutely love that. And I can imagine just, you know, like three o'clock in the morning with mates, like like New Year's Eve, kind of just having a bit of a party and getting this out and just being like proper giggling and shouting and having that proper... Yeah, I just... There's something about... It's so simple and the colours are beautiful and it's just really... Yeah, I can see me getting really obsessed with this kind of thing. And my second favourite then was the... Um, Oh, goodness, I can't, cannot remember what the name of the game is, which is really, really, um, I'm really sorry about, but um, Sleepy Devs uh, the game, which, which is a very sound-based game where you're, it was pixel art, you're exploring his house alone and different noises are happening and it's very creepy and things, but no, nothing, there's no particular event that happens, but it's just that tension and expectation I think is really... Like, for me, one of the biggest, uh, most important things in games is the audio experience. And because you, you get so much from that and just kind of exploring a space where the sound is happening and it's just so terrifying. But, like, it shouldn't be because <laughs> there's nothing happening and you're perfectly safe and it's fine. But there's just this sound and it niggles in the back of your head and it's just like, you're not safe. But, yeah, those are my favourites. Um, just to touch on that, I'm, I've, I've felt that too. So something that's really quite simplistic in the way that it looks, actually, you could say it almost uses as a mechanic something that isn't even physical. It's the idea of the unknown, not knowing that uh, about something that's going to pop up when, you don't, when, you, when you're least expecting it. So you, you're playing with tension, you're playing with anticipation. And, again, it's that, those kind of things. Like, you have to draw on those sorts of ideas to put something across effectively in, in such a such a uh, pressure cooker that is a global games jam you have to be resourceful and find ideas that if you don't have to physically make something then use something that kind of exists outside of the game it, it was actually his, his watching him kind of come up with the idea and develop it was really really fascinating because he worked alone um, but he was very much kind of he was very considered and calm and slow about it when everyone kind of um when the theme was announced everyone kind of ran away and was like right let's get together and like work to, you know and figure stuff out really really quickly he was very much he was just here sat quietly and just kind of was like right i'm gonna have a proper proper think about it and he had like talked to me about what you know through all of the ideas and the kind of you know, different kind of what home meant to him and all of that kind of thing. And I think it just that, I don't know, that thought process really comes across. Like, it's really well thought out and that kind of, yeah, I think it's very, it's a standout thing for me. Hair, brain, tortoise, mind. <laughs> I'll tell you about that off air. Thanks. <laughs> Dude, welcome back. Thanks. Yeah. How thanks. was that what you just did? Yeah. Tell us about what you just did. Good. Well, yes. Yeah, so I should probably say as well, we're not only here to do this fantastic podcast, mm -hmm. but we're also, I managed to get the dubious honour of being one of the judges for today. And how does that feel? Uh, a bit... Uh, a bit daunting, especially being it being my first time coming to a Games Jam. I'm now the one who has to be the responsible one to decide who's who. I feel like a Roman emperor, you know, with a thumbs up, thumbs down oh, situation gosh. type well, thing. So, what was that like when when you got asked to do that? Were you like, well, because you've not taken part in a jam? No, before, never. Have you? My first time so, coming as well. As so you come straight in, a bit like Catherine, um, who who kind of was was managing the whole thing, mm. um, like jump straight in at the deep end yep. and not just jump in. 
but you've you've got some air of authority about you. Yep. So how do you manage that? Uh, well, badly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, alcohol, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> right. I think no. I think it's like it's good to be able to see it from the other side. It's good to be able to meet with the judges yeah. as well. So we obviously had uh, we had Phil uh, from Sony Entertainment who mm-hmm. was here, and we also had. Lewis and Terps from yeah. the Yogg's cast, cast as the other two judges as well. So it's very nice to meet them all yeah. in one big group as well. So I, ultimately, I would say actually, you know, most of it, we probably knew what we were doing and and kind of we, we kind of had a clear picture in our head who was who has done well. And, yeah. And maybe who hasn't done as well. But um, but. I should probably say I've only got a few moments here because I'm actually in between doing this and then I have to run up and do this on the stage. So yeah. um, so we'll see who the winners are by the end Absolutely. of Absolutely. Whilst you're doing that, I'm going to go and speak to James Parker because he's a bit of a veteran with these things. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to him what he has to say about things. All right, I'll see you in a bit. Let's go. Okay, the other Matt. Uh, I've managed to wrangle aside uh, Mr. James, the mighty James. Um, and we were just talking, actually, off-air, and I thought, well, actually, no, this is a good conversation. probably should hit record. We thought we were comparing jams where there's a time constraint, where the venue, and rightly so, you have to be out by a certain time, compared to other venues where you might have 24-hour access. So, James, tell me a bit about that, about that like how that compares, how that might affect your workflow, and which do you prefer being a participant of yeah so i i've done both over the years i've done a fair few jams um and i think in the early days i was a lot more keen to work overnight and stay overnight and do uh that kind of thing but i guess more recently i found that uh actually having sleep and a shower and those things that make you feel like a normal person can be really helpful just to the creative process because it gives you a break and it means you can go away and you can come back to problems that you might have had the previous day completely fresh as opposed to just hammering against them the whole time so there was a load of uh, like last night we didn't have a name for the game we didn't have a kind of overarching concept that we could kind of pitch to people at the presentation stage and then this morning kind of I'd had a rest I had a shower and I was able uh, on the bus in I can find all the images I need for presentation because I knew exactly what we were doing in terms of um, kind of the name and the big concept and all of those things had kind of come to me as a result of being able to kind of sleep on it. That's why they call it sleeping on it. I think that's it. Um, I think with these kind of events from my experience where where you've only got, it, we, we call it a weekend event, but it's, it's not, it's a, it's a smidge of that, isn't it, with the time you actually have available to you. Um, there's always a temptation to go, right, okay, let's, let's, this is the idea, let's run with it, let's go and smash it. And, and you might think, well, we've got, so, we've got X amount of hours available to us. And it can almost be quite counterproductive to think, well, I'm just going to work until it's done. You know, you need to have that confidence within yourself to say, right, no, I'm going to just, I'm going to go home for a bit. Or, or rather, I'm glad that we're, we're finishing at this time. I can go home, think about it, sleep about it. Because me personally, that's where a lot of my best ideas come from when I'm not even working, not thinking about it. So otherwise it can be quite counterproductive kind of to just try and plow through until the end yeah some of that comes from experience as well and some of it is a physiological thing like i guess uh young folk have a little bit more experience of staying up late whether it's for doing work or coursework or going out clubbing or whatever there's kind of a different mentality so i think yui's open for the whole games jam this year so their people were coming and going or just staying there for the whole duration and they'll have they'll have maybe produced more content than we could here because we were restricted in hours but um yeah I, I i like that those options are still open to people and i do and i 
I think it's a bit rarer now that you get a games jam where you have the potential to to go right the way through and if it fits in with your life and that's the thing you want to do then more power to you but these days I would rather have a lovely sleep <laughs> um, one last thing sorry I know you're aching to have a have a cool one before uh, before we know who's 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 pitched it here um, do you think as an event the global games jam is is that something they should maybe think about for future events introducing a rule where there is a time constraint because otherwise like you mentioned then another venue might have 24-hour access even though I'm with you I think going home and, and taking a break is better for you and for what you're trying to produce but ultimately there is an advantage there because you've got more time available to you so do you think that's maybe something that should be introduced in the future I, I think they've done quite well for not being too prescriptive on how you run sites and they leave it up to the the local sites to decide how they do that and I think that's probably stands them in good stead I think people would be irked if suddenly they were from down on high they went oh it's it's not a, a level playing field because it's not level playing field for all sorts of reasons people are have different access to internet or technology or tools and in all different but the thing about global games jam is it represents so many different people in so many different environments and I think just saying go ahead, do your best with, you've got a period of time, everyone shares a theme, go to see what you can come back with. And then at the end of the day, everyone's taking part in a really wonderful, cool thing. Nice, James. Enjoy, enjoy your refreshment. You deserve it. You deserve it. Hello, I'm Philip Power. I work for Sony Interactive Entertainment. I'm the product manager for the CPU toolchain, and we do a lot of the um, Sony development tools here in Bristol. Awesome. And you are also one of the judges today in the competition that will... Uh, how did you find judging today? Judging was very fun. It was very hard to pick one from the other. They worked very hard on these games. You know, they only had two days. I'm very amazed at the content they created in that time. And from our earlier conversations of learning about how difficult coding can be, <laughs> I, I think we've all got a grudging respect. But we are here with the winner today. So, would you like to tell us your name and your game again? Uh, my name's Sam. I'm part of Team Tidy, and we made Room. So... For the, this is the problem with the podcast. You can't get across the visual element, which I think is quite a strong part of the game. Can you tell me where you drew your inspiration from? Yeah, I mean, it, it's basically the 1993 Doom game. Uh, so three-dimensional, but all using sprites and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, just trying to emulate, you know, that look and feel. I was going to say, is it the 1993 Doom cleaning game that we've all been waiting for? It was that, yeah, that famous unreleased uh, id Software game that uh, was the main prototype for Doom, which more people will recognise and stuff like that. So, how do you feel about taking uh, not only the overall prize but also taking the diversifier diversifiers award? I well, I mean, yeah, we, I mean, we, we were amazed that we won. It's, it's a really, really lovely sort of feeling. Uh, obviously, it's not about winning um but it definitely is don't let anyone tell you otherwise um no we, we had a lot of fun we the main thing for us is that we we made something that we're really happy with um 
We like always doing the diversifiers every year because I think it sort of opens it up, sets some more challenges and stuff like that. In some ways, maybe it makes it a bit easier because you've got these extra goals that mm -hmm. can help tighten up the game design yep. and stuff. And, you know, it was quite easy picking Doom, uh, you know, homage to sort of like Wolfenstein and stuff like that, like plenty of hidden doors, stuff like that, simple controls. Uh, there was no reason not to really, so. Uh, Phil, can you just give us a, a, a very quick idea what what we went through? So uh, being one of the judges today as well, I'm, I'm pretending like I wasn't, but can you tell us what shone room out above everything else? What shone? Um, I mean, the major part of that shone was just the the comedy aspect of it. Everybody recognised it as a Doom game. Uh, and then they fit in with the kind of the criteria of the event. So the event was all about home and went around the, the, the Doom um, room system um, trying to clean up things on the wall, pick up cheese, pick up wine. <laughs> it was Essential amazing. Essential parts of the room. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I haven't, I've never done that in the Doom uh, world before. It was great to see. Uh, so, Phil, will you be coming along again to a games jam now? Do you? Yes, this is my first one. Um, I've heard a lot about it. Um, from in the past, I'll definitely be signing up for the next one. Absolutely. Cool. And again, congratulations. Good job for the team as well. Any final words before we disappear? On uh, any, any, you know, celebratory words you'd like to say? Well, no, it, the main thing, it was, a, it was a great jam to take part in. Everyone did a really great job. So when the, the standard's so high with everyone else, uh, it's always a pleasure just being a part of the whole event and stuff like that. So, you know, we, we were really, really lucky to be sort of crowned the winners, but actually a huge amount of thanks go to everyone else here for making so many great games, which, um, yeah, it was really exciting to be part of. Awesome. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. Whew. Well, Matthew Walker, again, what an episode. I'm, I'm digging these two parties that we keep chucking at us. We seem to be like, doing all right with these ones, actually. They're great goofballs. They're really now, good. Uh, I should probably say straight up front that as this episode's coming out, we do have our Kickstarter running for Mars Horizon Blastoff. That's right. Which we did in the last episode. So you can now listen to it. Well, I say, yeah, the last episode from this podcast that you're listening to right now. Um, but there was a lot we learned from today. I mean, like, you know, speaking to Phil over at Sony, really handy. Yeah. Speaking to the guys from uh, Meteor Pixel, who did so well to win two awards. Not just the one, but... <laughs> That's true. Um, I think we've. I, I mean, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say quite a bold statement here. The Bristol Games community is pretty rad. Well, I, I remember one of the interviews. I think it was um, Alexander Burke mm. uh, touched on it, just saying it's quite. It's not, not the, the Alex. No, the Alexander Sorry. Burke. The other Alexander. Did Burke. I say Alexandra or Alexander? I think you said Alexander. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I didn't mean Alexandra Burke, who is either currently or has just finished uh, performing in the Bodyguard of the Precipitrome. <laughs> I meant Alexander. Burke. Who is officially in this <laughs> podcast views the official Alexander And Burke. he's going to kill us for, for even making a thing of this. <laughs> what I meant to say was, uh, we were talking to him, and he touched on how uh, Bristol's game dev community, it's, it's not the biggest, but it's so warm and so supportive, um, and it's just a very dedicated bunch of talented folks um, mm. producing great content left, right, and center. And, and the Global Games Jam, th this venue that we were at, um, is just a shining light of all of that. It's amazing. Absolutely. Um, Big thank you goes out to Ben from the VR Lab yeah, for yeah, letting yeah. us host here. Big shout out also goes to the lovely people at the stables who let us come in from the cold to record <laughs> this in here. Bless them, bless, bless them. Bless them, their little cotton socks. And uh, we'll be back for episode one, two, three, four. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, episode four will be after this. So it'll be part one, Yeah. Uh, blast off, part two, <laughs> and then episode four. 
Well, I'm glad you've got it planned. I've all got it in my head. It's all up here. That's how we roll. Always so hustling. I should probably write this down. Always hustle. <laughs> Till next time, Matt. Cheers, man. So there was a lot in there. There was a lot of detail, a lot of information. It was a heavy day. It like it's, it's been really cool just in the edit, actually, going back and listening to that footage. Um, listening to the footage, listening to the content. Listening I think to you can the listen content. to the footage. <laughs> yeah, and, and just listening to the interviews and that. And um, so That is quite interesting um, that you say that because the other day somebody recommended a book to me yeah. right, um, about Stalingrad because, right. you know, those are the sort of people I hang out with yeah. that recommend those sort of things. <laughs> um, but they, they said you should listen to it. They didn't say you should read it. Yeah. They said you should listen to it. Like it was almost like the default reaction is to get it on Audible or get it on. Yeah. Not, we're not sponsored by Audible. That's not of a thing. That's not a thing. Yeah. Probably other places that do it. I don't know of any, but that's probably there. <laughs> but yeah, like like that was the default thing. Rather than saying mm. to me, read it, it's really interesting. It was listen to it. But that's just the, I mean, this is content for another episode now, but that's, that's the power of, of tech and how things evolve and it mm. changes the way that we think. I remember having a conversation with my eldest nephew who, uh, now 18, I think he was like 16 at the time. Uh, hi, Ryan, if you're listening to <laughs> I know he has listened to the podcast. Um, and he said, oh, Uncle Matt, have you heard of this new thing? Being a sound and audio and music person, I was like, well, yeah. what new things? He goes, have you heard of this new vinyl? Thing. Vinyl. And I was like, Vinyl? He goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you can get them in different sizes, like a black record thing. Um, <laughs> have you heard of Vinyl? And I was like, No. Heard of vinyl? No, which has see, been around no, you for like missed 100 a plus great years. opportunity there to say, Yeah, I have heard of vinyl. <laughs> and then he would have thought that's the word. And then he would have kept it going <laughs> uh, and going and going. It would have destroyed the poor boy. But my point is, mm. um, you know, he had no nothing to connect the dots before that yeah you know of course it, it went through this renaissance four or five years ago or something and it was huge because there was yeah. a generation or two maybe three that it was genuinely a new thing to i do like vinyl i refer to jalapenos as jalapenos <laughs> <laughs> but that, that actually sounds like a place it's i oh know it's brilliant because you do it when you're in like subways but i have jalapenos and then do you want anything else like jalapenos and, and they then go, they look at you and they're like, hmm? Because then they have to be the person who's saying, did you mean jalapenos? And you right. go, no. No. <laughs> I man, meant jalapenos, those ones. You're the worst person I'm ever going to like have. <laughs> what did uh, I tell you? The villain. I like, being, I like the villains. I just love, I just love seeing them. Anyway, let's digress. So, yes, yeah, we Global have. Global Games Jam was a great, great thing really to reflect upon. And, and if anyone has been listening to this and, and hasn't gone before, hmm. the recommendation, do it. Absolutely, Absolutely totally do it. Do it. Um, I have had a thought while we were while we we're listening back over to the episode. What's the thought? I should, hold on. Should I be worried? Because you, you should be. When, when you you slow, you slow the atmosphere down, you absolutely. Go, now listen, purposefully, I've got something purposefully, because this is this is a big thing. Right. I think next year yeah. when the Global Games Jam come in, Matthew Walker, Matt <laughs> Davis, <laughs> dum, dum, the team, Are you bandy gonna, forces, and oh, we enter man. and we do the weekend. Let's do it then. I think we should. I got I got like a secret programmer I right. could bring on board up here. Well, this is an interesting mm. point, actually, because I remember we touched on this mm. very loosely on the day. And I'm glad that that's, that stayed with you. And you're like, no, 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 I've thought about it. Yep. We're going to do it. Yep. Um, talking about roles, of course, when you go to a Global Games Jam, you know, you could be any from any discipline, audio, programming, design, you know, whatever. Um you're a marketing guy. Mm -hmm. So I remember you saying, like, well, if I did, if I took part, what would I do? Yeah, I, I could draw some stuff or mm. do something. But then our point, uh, I think it was myself and Catherine, the, the organizer on the day, was like, why don't you just be a marketing guy? That's what yeah. you do. Yeah. Like in that, yeah. you know, um, conceive a really expansive, dedicated marketing campaign about how you're going to take that idea, that mm. game that we produce, and run with it. Yeah. 
That's vital. The presentation if, if not more would so look. The, game. the presentation would look dope. It would be. It would be. <laughs> Au poids, as they say in France. <laughs> Au poids. <laughs> That's now a soundbite for it, future episodes. 100%. It's, it's, it's so classy, I couldn't even say it in English. That's how, that's how on point it would be. <laughs> We've been going on about for a little while now about where we can implement some foghorn for when we mention ex- yeah. XCOM. Maybe not a foghorn, maybe just you going en poids. En poids. <laughs> okay. I like it. No, I think that's it. That's, oh, that's, good. <laughs> that's okay. a good. That's a good noise to use. But no, I, I think we should go in. I think we should definitely go in. Well... If anyone out there is listening and <laughs> is interested in joining our team, then, you know... Hit us up. Hit us up. Give us a shout. So you can you can find us all on all the social medias. You can follow us on all the podcast players in the universe ever. <laughs> if there is one that it's not on, let me know, because then I will just put it on there. I'll just find some way to put it on there. You so. do realise this is going to ruffle some feathers, though. My, my point being, uh, I remember we... we this is what this podcast is about. <laughs> well, we, we like to wrestle, yeah. wrestle feathers. We were talking to Constance, um, another another player in the in the games hub. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she's absolutely right. I completely agree with her that, you know, the, the real essence of a game jam is to kind of go along, not necessarily by uh, yourself, yeah. but go yeah. along and talk to people, get involved in a team. You know, when you turn up with a, with a preconceived team, that is fine. Yep. That is fine. But, you know, it, it does kind of step aside slightly from the, the essence that makes a game jam because you have to kind of, you know, build chemistry and, and work outside yeah. your comfort zone. Um, That's fine. So you know, we're going <laughs> to rock up on the day and I'm expecting some sort of like, dun, 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 <laughs> and we all sort of like just walk in and there's like 50 of us Absolutely. in one team. There's, there's like smoke billowing out from the whole thing. And at be that amazing. point, the whole room just looks at us and then we just point to you and go, he did it. Holler us if you are interested. Give us some details and yeah. information. Yeah. Again, follow us on all the different social media platforms, all the podcast things. And I suppose until next time. Until next time. Catch you later. Bon poids. <laughs>